quarter hour at a time, Chris. <laughs> Dude, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift came out this year. Whoa. 2006. 2006. 2006 is the year we're going back to to play you this album. The second album from this artist, Jeremy Enoch. Yeah. I heard you all just went, who? Who? Was he in another <laughs> band? Turns out he was in another band. Yeah, He's a not just a band. solo artist. Do you know Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings? I heard about that. Yeah. I think I saw something on YouTube. He got divorces here, too. Paul McCartney again? Yeah. Paul McCartney and Mills. From... McCartney Mills split. 2006. That was... that... Wow. Take you back in the way back. <laughs> Remember when McCartney was married and then he got divorced? Was that with was Mills the lady with the... She had a wooden leg with a kickstand, she motherfucker. Had the... She had the leg, right? <laughs> she, had... Yeah. she had the leg. She had leg singular. Yeah. She's the one. That's fucked up. <laughs> wow 2006 well he, he, well the band he was in Sunny Day Real Estate they go back to the early 90s 91, 92 in there yeah so going on a, on a little bit of a dive we got Jeremy Enoch who we're talking about and his second album World Waits 2006 put out on his own label this is when Jeremy realizes... Sleepy, oh, Lewis Hollow. I keep wanting to call it Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Lewis Hollow right yeah, But he's tired. He's sleepy. From all the work of running a label. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he decides, after playing in Sunny Day for, for a bit, it's going solo. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, think, I don't think it's a bad call. Sunny, and you know way more about Sunny Day real estate, so I'm hoping you kind of shed some light on this. Sure. On Jeremy Enoch and, and, you know, his post, his pre and posts. Yeah, well, they were formed. I think they uh, all hooked up at UW. It yeah. doesn't get much more local than that. This is Seattle-based. And uh, they started playing around. Uh, they started hitting off of their first album, Diary. Fucking assholes. Yeah, not too shabby. And at the in the height of like the uh, Pearl Jam Soundgarden thing, and they really weren't that. Matter of fact... Not to start us down another wormhole like we just got out of the whole post-punk. I think business. I know where you're going. But some people think these guys are kind of like the godfathers of what we know as emo these days. We're talking Sunny Day. Mm, yeah. Sunny Day seems like they they were subverting. They were they were changing the river flow a little bit while the river was flowing pretty heavy in a certain direction around you know mid-90s or so. Because they had started as a hardcore band. Like every band kind of starts out, you either like a hardcore or a metal band, and then you figure out what you actually really want to be when you grow right. up. Right, disco synth pop in the case. And of if ministry. you're on the East Coast, you can make a pretty strong argument that Rites of Spring actually, you know, set this thing off a few years beforehand. I know but, that. Why would you know that? Of course, you, Long Island, like you, man. I mean, yeah, my backyard, home of brand new. I mean, we're gonna talk about post hardcore. No, those guys. I mean, right? We went to Smith Haven Mall. There you go. I can get on the train at Ron Konkuma and go into the city. <laughs> Ron Konkuma. I thought that was a football player. <laughs> Ron, Ron, oh, Ron Konkuma. He <laughs> <laughs> was like an all-star uh, center for like the Vikings in 1974. Yep, till he got Ron hurt. Konkuma, <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> Snapped his tibula. He got hit by fucking... Well, I just got a new porn name, I guess. <laughs> Where were we? What about Ron Konkuma? Oh, yeah, anyway. Emo. Yeah. This is, this is, you're right. And it comes up if you research Sunny Day, if you research Jeremy. Uh, emo is going to start popping up, which is the dovetail into Shoegazer. Yeah, it's, um, it's the uh, shortening of emotional hardcore. It's the people who realized, I like that Kurt Cobain 
just wears a cardigan, but I'm just going to wear a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, I will do absolutely nothing to prepare for this show other than musical related. The uglier I am, the the <laughs> more the more soulful I become. Sure. Uh, okay, I'm stretching Unless a little. Chris Caraba, yeah, damn it. Well, sure, Caraba, heart throbba Caraba. You kidding <laughs> me? He's the nephew of Ron Konkuma. <laughs> Spawned by Ron Konkuma, yeah. dude. Um, we all want some Caraba jeans, which is which are going to be on sale. That's good. If, if you didn't email us at tinyjerks at gmail.com. Gmail. <laughs> I, but you know, I, I'm making light, but um, uh, with uh, I'm trying to make with the funny with the sweatshirt and the things and the stuff. Well, but, that was that in in the oh god, right around. When this album comes out in 2006, like already the 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 bands that they spawned or uh, I'm gonna say Jimmy Eat World. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them yeah. a, a shout yeah, yeah. out too to be kind of spawning a lot of that too. You gotta have a lot of names in your title around this time. <laughs> you do get to stand out three if, at least. If you're not Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sunny Day Real Tool. Estate, <laughs> you Jimmy need, Eat World. Yeah. I mean, and then you got you need into a story. The, you yeah, know, Francis the Bear or yeah. whatever, Francis the Mute and, and Jonah the Bear or something like that. Yeah, I saw these hardcore guys. Polar Bear the, Riders. At Warp fucking... Tour, they were like, as I lay down and make a sandwich while yep, reading yep. a yep. Edgar Allan Poe book. Yep, Slow they... Learn Karate. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Face Minstrels. <laughs> right. But with each, with each generation that's coming through this, it takes a little turn. Like, you really wouldn't... I don't know if you could draw like the most direct line between Fallout Boy and Sunny Day, but you could get there. Well, I'll put I'll put a couple push pins into our fucking our red yarn chart that we All have right. going on in this. I mean, I would love to call it a podcast studio, but it has been annexed by just a, a, a almost like a timeline matrix of red Tell yarn me, and I mean, push pins. Who you think's dusting it, dude? I, yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you, your custodian. Custodian is a noble title, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, it means caretaker. You know when I really liked the word custodian when it came onto my radar as something not just like janitor? Oh. oh. Star Wars. Really? Yeah, yeah. They use custodian. I think uh, um, Princess Leah was, I think Darth Vader called her out. custodian? <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader called her out for being a custodian of the plans, you know, or something like that. She was like, what? What you call me? That means something else in Star Wars, I think. <laughs> Um. Anyway, this is Jeremy wading into the waters again, among, amongst his his progeny, if you will, like all the people he had inspired twenty years prior. We we're talking twenty years past the form, more than twenty years past the forming of Sunny Day here. Yeah, it's crazy. I've done nothing with There's my a, life. What, this this <laughs> album makes me feel me. like I've done because he's our with age. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, he's uh, and this is only his second solo album i think he's only got four or five now he's gotten way more prolific as time went on yeah started nice. started hitting that groove um i don't know if he's still doing his lewis hollow um label i don't know if that entity know. stayed it, around it, yeah i don't know if it's just an imprint now or what but it seemed like after some sunny day real estate success where he got invited into the band and then quickly took over lead singership plus keyboards, plus guitar. Mm-hmm. And then when they needed a bassist, he decided to do the bassist do thing. that too. Um, this is the band that famously lost its rhythm section to the... Well, okay, they, I'm saying that wrong. 
Okay. Their rhythm section went off to be in the Foo Fighters because right. Sunday Day had broke up. Nobody stole anybody's rhythm section, but Sunday Day had broken up. It seems they like were on a break. It's a toxic relationship. It seems like Sunday Day has it's a, little a little, dis- little bit dysfunctional. Of that. Yeah. And there's yeah, plenty to go around. And I don't know if, if if Jeremy's tough to get along with. I have no idea, but I do know that this album, the one we're about to listen to, World Waits, is intentional, and that's something that that. Um, when we talk about emo, sh- shoegazer in in a later stint, um, it all it's all fine if it's intentional. If there's right. if there's you know a heart in music, there's a there's a dedicated approach to doing it. He's obviously not going for teen beat, and he's not <laughs> trying to to write pop hits and stuff. He's just making it seems like he's got at a real pop ear though. He's got a real got a pop way ear. with melody. You'll find and. And is almost like a James Taylor. And I think there's some comparisons mm. on this album. Oh, for sure. I can it, see it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's, you, two people can tell the same story and you're going to get two different reads on it. Um, the intent is what really carries through. You, you got to mm. start with that, right? Yeah. You got to start with at least trying your earnest. And that's where that's where he. It seems he's like got he's, no shortage of earnesty. A lot of earnest this fella. He's the only talking about the guy that invented emo. You really think he's you know? <laughs> I'm trying to work at Ernest goes to camp joke in here. <laughs> the, the only other Ernest, Ernest going to camp. Yeah, yeah. So that, let's fucking get into it. Now. All right. Let's well, listen. if you heard his first album, his first solo album, Return of the Frog Queen, which is he released really soon after uh, Sunny Day broke up. It was very, uh, I don't know if chamber pop was a word back then, but... Chamber pop? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a thing. Dude, that is a don't dangerous you dare laugh at me. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, sure, chamber pop. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the pops. Yes. Yeah, like string quartets and stuff. Very, uh, man, it was a very, like, old Genesis album kind of shit. Like, oh, ooh, like you think he's going to start singing about Hobbits any minute. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So that's kind of the vibe of his first album. So the, when he starts this album off with the, the opening track called A New Beginning, mm-hmm. kind of it takes that even, and then just takes it even f- further, it, just the first minute of this album. And you're like, that's the, it's like when the, the screen goes into CinemaScope and it right, widens right. out, and you're like, what? There's more view. Yeah, yes. yeah, when those curtains in the theater open up a little bit wider after the previews, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. dealing with okay. right here. 2001 kind of energy. Sticks just went in the air, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is there's like what uh, Coldplay just just uh, perked oh, up a yeah. little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Those, you, oh, those, what are those bells going? And anytime you throw a bell on the one. It, yeah. Is it going to be a Christmas song or what are you doing? What I like about Coldplay is uh, their percussionist drummer slash drummer, um, dude, he hammered on that thing hard. It's like it was like the first person who played a China symbol like real hard, like 
Yeah, he he just made. We're gonna put this bell through the whole song. Beat the fuck out of it. Jeremy is keen on those sonic triggers. Yeah, he's he. I think he hears in CinemaScope. Like he's, he's got IMAX ears. Nice. And I'm going to let it roll into the next track because it wants to. Yeah, yeah. It's that's kind of it. I mean, in the beginning or whatever, that's called the, the new beginning. It's just your intro. It's your up the beach. It's your, it's yes. your, I think the Banshees had one too. Right. First song on the second album. Yeah. Which, by the way, still a killer album. Listen to Join Hands. Keep it. Killer shirt, dude. <laughs> I'm going to step on Jeremy's post to say your <laughs> Susie the Banshee shirt is killer. There's another band that uh, he's associated with, The Fire Theft, yeah. uh, that also had Nate Mendel, who went off to be a foo, and Gold, William Goldsmith, the yeah, uh, drum, drummer. original drummer. So they were missing Dan Horner. But they have a song that is very similar to this one, if, you're, if you follow him. It's called Seven. Okay. This is kind of, I don't know, it's a bit of a return to that song almost. It's strange. Do you ever have, you ever name a song after a number? Or a couple numbers? 69. No, I haven't. I've named albums and numbers, though. Sure, yeah. Nice. Studio's named after a number. Musically, you've hit the number. It's a strong move, you know? Yeah, you, you got your you 5150s, your OUA 12s. Yeah. It, it, UB 40s. We had uh, 6 and 12 in less 10. Straight line. Straight line. Here's what James Taylor ain't got. Oh, he's not gonna do it here. But Jeremy got a scream. Jeremy's voice is subverted by his talking voice because you hear. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. It's just <laughs> he's got kind of this weakish, gravelly voice. Well, he smokes like a chimney. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Dude, he finds he finds the the frequency between the phlegm and can put out a tone. <laughs> That's what I was saying. He can go up, he can get up on that high side of. I mean, he can sing incredibly high. Yeah. And his organ solo, bro. Come on. You know, epic what? drum fill coming in. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, this is brand new. Brand new is. Are they biting off of Jeremy Enoch? Because well, this is very all? much. You tell me. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm I will open say to yes. this discussion. I would say yes, they probably are. Because he's got the dynamic, man. When you're talking about a pop sensibility, he's got. Yeah, that this... whole shit right there was just like orchestrated to make you make little hairs on your arm stand up. Yeah. yeah Cinematic yeah. in its scope. Well, this is right around. He would start scoring films. In the United what States do do? of Leland. Yeah, I saw that. I, I did not see that. No, I saw that as a credit, not the oh, movie really? itself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I hope Leland's all right. He stays united. say like 
I'm going to pull up. I don't know if he produced this by himself. I need to pull that up. I got the wiki page up, and I'll take a glance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just fucking, it's pristine. Yeah, there's so beautiful. It's himself and another guy, and I forget this other guy's name, but when it's the only time on the internet when I saw on Wikipedia a name highlighted with red. Oh. And it basically, you click on it, and it's like, we got nothing. So we, you don't get to know about this motherfucker. I'm sure we could find it, but he, it was... Oh, yeah, Josh Myers. Yeah. And he's he's in red, dude. He's a producer, but it's just, it's just a stub. Um, Well, Josh Myers, I hope you get a Wikipedia page pretty soon, because you're Otherwise done you good. Otherwise, you don't exist. You're done good. Um, the, the production on this album's fucking awesome. Oh, it's stellar. Yeah, it's stellar. And it's, it's like, we're in the heyday, 2006, Pro Tools is working strong right now. Almost sure. everybody's working with like a Pro Tools or some sort of digital. It's going um, dig. Yeah, it's going. It's hard dig. We're, we're going hard over. Dropping it's like panning. Dig. We're going. We're panning. <laughs> oh man! And uh, so this is like a Studio Magic heyday. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know if he used any fuckery to to match up his secondary and tertiary background vocals and, and, and whatnot. <laughs> he doesn't seem the type, I'll say that. No, he seemed he kind of seems purist in, in that he, he likes to do the work. And yep. something that I'm I'm seeing from his career, man, is once he started going, he just fucking kept making music. Just keeps making music. <laughs> yeah. And it it might be a little bit like Sade when we talked about okay, Fire Truck, what's the name of that band? Fire hose. <laughs> fire hose. Fire <laughs> Temple of Fire. Um I don't, the band's not broken up, but we don't know when we're going to do sure. another album. You're on indefinite hiatus. Yeah, we just make music when we make music. Sure. See, we, you know. He's, it's I, kind we, of where Sunny Day's at. Yeah. yeah and Are they, they see, broke up? They seem like they know. broke up a number of times. They and, broke up, like, right after they began. Like, they broke up several times in their heyday. Like, yeah. their heyday contained at least two breakups. Can you imagine that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're at a fucking bus, and the guy, one guy's like, ah, I think I'm done. For a bit, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. What? Well, you you're a Foo Fighter now, so what do you care? I got some other shit going on. <laughs> I got this uh, one of the one of the drummer from Nirvana wants to start something. Yeah. Did Taylor? Who came over from? It wasn't Taylor Hawkins. He no, was, he, he was, was Alanis's doing, drummer. He was doing Alanis, yeah. <laughs> the, the drumming therein. Yes, that too. Uh, allegedly. Did they? Yeah, up? allegedly. Really? Yeah, you know. I mean, honestly, if I mean, least, that's the. I, I would hang out with those two. That's a fun couple to sure, vacation that's gonna with. Sure, that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's a Cabo couple right there, dude. But if, if you have a... If you, you just a, coined that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah cheers. Nice. Um, if, <laughs> if you have a drummer and a lead singer and they're, uh, they're opposite sex, maybe even the same sex with... with yeah, boy George, man. Come you know on. what I'm saying? It's it, just a matter of time. Yeah. It's a matter of time. I <laughs> played with this, uh, with a, a female guitarist. She, really good. Kind of, Ani DeFranco style, you know. Okay, uh, very rhythmic. Rhythmic, but singing lead and then playing lead and singing rhythm and, and, and all this stuff. And she was working on her, uh, an album. She wanted to make an album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and asked me to play drums and just to kind of feel out where she wanted to go with the music. And we did okay. a couple sessions and... 
I, I played drums and I'm like, here, let me try to do something thicker here, a little double bass something, or let, let me back it up. Now I'm going to back it off super minimal, you yeah. know, whatever, just exploring soundscapes. And it was fun and stuff. But at no time was I like, if we hang out way, you know, like if, if we actually start playing, <laughs> we're going to, this is going to be, we're going to, this is, right, you know, yeah. There's something about lead singer, drummer. drummer. Just, it's just there. I've always, that's an insight. Well, I've always felt that between us, Chris. We're here now, Jared. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is the long game, but you know, <laughs> I'm down, dude. Right. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I uh, this album, I I don't think I said up top what a massive fan of Jeremy is. I am, and this is almost an unfair show to do because I, it's hard to to find much fault with it. I'll try. No, no, that's there's what, spots. There's it's a little uh, McCartneyisms, like those little kind of embarrassing little sickly sweet McCartneyisms will 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 come in sometimes. You're like, oh. sure, but a little yeah. eye roll, but you still can't argue with the genius though. Yeah, and it's is it style then? You know, yeah. like you just kind of get annoyed with somebody's style after a bit, but it doesn't mean you don't like familiarity their style. breeds contempt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, but listening to him for thirty years, and I just it's like. Not with that motherfucker. <laughs> when you when you when you kind of gave a few options out there today, you know, because um, we 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 do a little bit of pre work on this stuff. We just yeah. don't walk into the studio and say, "Who do you want to listen to today?" We had a situation today. We had to call an audible. Yeah, we called an audible. You called a good audible, and I was like, I, "Okay, you've been talking about this dude for a while. I've I've gotten tastes." Here and there, right? <laughs> you know, samples of the cake, but I yeah. never ordered one for myself. So to, today I gave this an earnest listen. Okay. I like this album. It's I, a good one. I think it sounds good. I, th- I like the intention. I know. I, I don't Songwriting, wanna... the playing, it's all up there, man. It's, it's it, you know what, it, it kind, and then I watched a few interviews with the dude throughout the years, and um, again, it kind of makes me feel untalented and lazy. And and I don't know if that's what if that's what emo music's supposed to do to you. Like, is that the subversive part about emo? Be, you might have just got to something there. Is it's it's almost it's almost like irony because yeah. they're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel this way. But they're trying to make you feel something. But I'm also yeah. <laughs> if it's guilt, it's guilt. I'm also over here working my ass off doing it, and and you're just sitting in your fucking room listening to it, you idiot. <laughs> like, I'm not sure, man. I got I got some feels, bro. He wouldn't say that to you. And you know what? I I can tell you right now. I I've met him on a handful of occasions. Really? I actually received a car ride from him. Actually, it was not a car. It was a V-Dub bus. <laughs> what? He likes vans, dude. He's a vanner. We should. At least reach he was out. in like 1996 or whenever this was, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunny Day was on a break, or they just got back together. It's just. Oh my god! Somewhere in there. Oh my god! They were yeah. either doing one of the one or it, the other. Was it raining outside? Yeah, it was. And we were at Julia's having lunch. I was with uh, oh, friend of the podcast, Pete Stewart, guest, uh, Grammy winning producer. Incredible! What a, kind yeah. of afternoon is this? We're having lunch at Julia's with another great producer, Aaron Sprinkle, childhood friend of Jeremy Enoch. So all of a sudden Jeremy pops up at the table and say, Oh, Aaron, what's up? Cause they were in a band. He was in poor old Lou for a little bit, which was Aaron's band. Right. Uh, pretty seminal local band around here too. But, um, he's like, Oh, you guys need a ride back to the studio, hop in the bus. And I'm just, I'm, I'm Mr. Fucking, uh, barnacle at this point. Right. Like I'm right. just along for yeah. the ride. Fucking 
I don't know. I hope I wasn't like grinning like an idiot the whole ride. Cause I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you keep your cool, man. Uh, you know, in any situation where I thought fucking this is a good time to lose it, uh, I never thought that you were about to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, there's that. I just want to drop drop that little story because I'm special. Yeah, nice, nicely done. <laughs> you met your <laughs> yeah. river to sea. I feel like this might be one of those uh, James Taylor songs yes, you're talking sir. about. <laughs> it is exactly and I it. know what you mean. I want to say something weird before I start this, though. I just watched that Bo Burnham special. Oh, yeah? And I've never watched any Bo Burnham ever. Yeah, he's somebody, got a new one out? Brand new. Somebody okay. said it was Somebody said it was fire on, on Twitter, so I had to check it out for myself. Uh, yeah. Turns out it is. It's pretty really? great. But, and I've never listened to this guy before, but is it me? You'll have to watch this. Too. He sounds just like James Taylor. Bo Burnham? Yeah. He's like okay. a funny-ass okay. James Taylor. Because I, I, I check out real quick with Bo Burnham. I, yeah, I, I've, musical, I've given musical him a few, acts. I've opened like, that yeah. door a few times and, you know. Okay. I, hey, all respect to musical acts, too, because it's a, it's a niche. Prop it's comics? I don't shit on yeah. prop comics. Musical act? I'm not going to shit on yeah. it. Well, I'd always read him off but as like a, like a smug YouTuber. Yeah, it's a little bit of that, too. Uh, I think it was more the yeah. hairstyle than anything. Yeah, yeah. He's younger. Yeah. <laughs> He's a younger man, Chris. <laughs> but I got to say. We are getting so old. <laughs> he sounds like James Taylor. That's how old I am. <laughs> At Bo Burnham, he sounds like James hey, Taylor. What is that? I've heard, I heard this when a plane was crashing. Dude. A story about some sort of baby that fell off a plane wing. He's got way better punchlines Got caught in the James engine, Taylor. I'm pretty sure, and spat all over the TWA in the back. Neil Young, that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little Neil Young in there. There's some. That's this is. This, yeah. This is a Neil Young song. Oh, it's even in three four. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On this harvest moon. Totally. That's the one, dude. I wrote James Taylor. It was Neil Young. It took this. Uh, to- it's a little James Taylor too. It is. If Neil Young and James Taylor. <laughs> It's not true, but it's nice, and I appreciate that. That's how you feel in the moment, isn't it? It is, right? Yeah. Dude, how empowering is it writing a song? And this is maybe something that I'm I'm awakening to listening to this. You can feel the Mm -hmm. singer-songwriter. Jeremy Enoch is almost the poster for singer-songwriter. Like we're talking about Neil Young and Mm -hmm. James Taylor. He's in that fucking, he's in that category, dude. The thing can, is, he's with, playing this song on his acoustic, like, and it's pretty sparsely arranged. But really, you could break all these songs down to this kind of arrangement, and they'd yeah. still be great songs. Feels like they're all written. Probably that way. You know, or the piano. He's not deal. a bad pianist either. Yeah. What an asshole. I know. <laughs> You fucker, though. You've ruined this forever. How yeah. many years? Harvest, <laughs> Harvest Moon Spring. now, dude. Man, come on. What kind of shit is this? That's Man, what I'm hold saying. Hold up. Wait a second. Oh, he's got the, he's got the Happy Christmas War is over background vocals, though. Check it out. <laughs> oh, shit. 
my god, you called it, dude. But you know, shout out to heart players. Yeah, sure. Did I just hear a harp flourish right there? Right there? This is what I wonder when we get into this sonic contextual um, conglomerate of a sound. Is what's the keyboard? Is it harp on keyboard? Is it uh, when is it acceptable to be like, listen, we're not going to dump ten grand into getting a harp player to do eight (laughs) sessions. We're going to do it in forty-five minutes with you and your fucking fingers, Jeremy. He's got connects in that world, you know. He's he he knows people that play strings, as is evident on this record. And I wonder, I wonder what that, I wonder what those recording sessions are. This makes me wonder how this got put together because, yeah, dude, I looked at the wiki's pretty sparse on this guy. Yeah, but if you look at the <laughs> players who went in to play this to uh, record oh this album, it's like eighty something. There's a cellist, like fourteen and drummers. Yeah, there's it, people. This uh, this took a village. You know, this took I a mean, village. So one guy, Joe Skyward. Oh, Joe, oh, Joe Skyward. Skyward. You know that dude? I do I actually, because he he would he toured. he toured. He was the touring bass with, player with the bass. <laughs> exactly. We're taking a kind of bit of a right turn here on the on the fourth track here. City Tonight is a moody. I think I told you in the control room, this one like could have been on the Drive sound, soundtrack. It's very yeah. moody and very city and very tonighty. He starts dipping his toes into some soundtracks, too, at some point, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Starts scoring films. So it should not... This, but this is very unlike... That's such a good fucking move. Strong singer-songwriter move. All of a sudden, you're scoring films. Quag Red... Craig... Quag... <laughs> Quag Wedren. Craig, Quag Wedren. Red, Craig Red, Wedren Red from... Uh, uh, he, that's what he got into. From... Uh, <laughs> another Boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it when my brain is three steps behind my mouth. Yeah, yeah. God, that sucks. <laughs> Quake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Hit play. <laughs> Quag Wedman. He was one of the 49 dwarves. Scoring movies <laughs> Listen, is nice. Quag, you gotta fucking go dig somewhere else. Scoring movies is good work if you can get it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mixed lower. That's, yeah. that, that's there's some layers going on this album. Yeah, some of these, a lot of these songs. Yeah, you start adding like little guitar parts like that. It feels like the mixing of this album was a labor of love. <laughs> it would have been uh, to be a bug on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh 
fuck, he's a talented bastard. He's a great guitar player, obviously. Uh, pretty good piano player. Yeah, they, they, you know, they go hand in hand after a little bit. Now, um, I'm not good at either, <laughs> but from what I heard is there's some stage of, of, of um, you know, proficiency where you get, you kind of get both. Yeah, I haven't reached that yet. I cannot play the piano. No, it's like Bo Jackson with sports and stuff. <laughs> like once you're like a sick musician or a sick athlete, you yeah. unlock exponentially There's almost levels. Yeah, yeah, you know, some different. Those just, features are still locked for me. I'm oh, not, I'm not and I know that they're in there, man. That's the worst part. Jared, what's some of the worst lyrics you have ever said? Do you remember sitting down writing shit and then just being like, "That was fuck. That's terrible. There's no way I can." Oh fuck! I've garbage. recorded. Fucking awful lyrics. Oh, it's so I've daunting. set them into eternity and in, in, into digital eternity forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. Oof. Right. Oof. Right. It's it's. It's hard, man. And I think you're a good lyricist <laughs> and an excellent singer, Jared. <laughs> Thank you. I don't mean to rate one above the other. I just wanted to use different words to sound interesting. Thank you. <laughs> it took uh, me half a beat to come up with the word proficient just about thirty seconds ago. Sounded good saying it though. Yeah, thanks, bro. Harmonize a motherfucker. Yeah, and and where are we getting at on the album? We're about midway. We're in the time of CD and stuff, so so we've kind of eclipsed where a, an album needs to have a, a one uh, side or the other side. But this side. feels kind of like a ramp down to to the middle of an album. You, he, it is a ramp down, and the next song ramps it down just a hair more, so that okay. you're ready to, you know, blow the the pilot light out on the stove. Right. Stick your head in. Oh and boy. Finish this album like a champ. You're reminding me of last night. <laughs> did you almost gas yourself on the boat? I did. No. Glad you woke up this morning. Excuse me. I'm gonna go cook a steak. Were you right? listening to this record? No. Okay. No. I know that would be too much on the nose, right? <laughs> You'd be like, I knew he was a fan the whole time. <laughs> and now he's gone and we never got to talk about Jeremy. Like, nah, dude, I was just trying to cook a steak and the fucking Grill blew out. Oh no! Yeah, I laid down. I I, I had I've been I thought got my sleepy steak, cooking that. Steak. I got sleepy cooking that steak, and then I got up and I went out and I was like, "It's too late to fucking do this thing." And also, goddamn, does it smell like propane out here? And the, my grill had gone out, and I was just putting propane into the into You're still the air. Up? Yeah, no, still tarped up. Yeah, still tarped up. Yeah, but okay. yeah, it's outside though, okay, so there's yeah. still plenty of flow. 
Um, but it was heavy. Yeah, propane sinks, heavy propane smell. <laughs> and I was like, I'm missing the mark on all, all on all points here. Yeah. Put the steak back in there in the cooler, turned the gas off, went back to bed. I was like, I'm good here. Dude, come on, don't do that. I know. I was just playing about that whole head in the oven shit. I didn't. I wouldn't have meant it, but all of a sudden now, after this episode, it'd be like <laughs> it's evidence. Gonna be suspect. Yeah, it's gonna be suspect. <laughs> Fuck no. I picked something more upbeat if that ever happened. I know we've been saying for weeks we've been gonna get more upbeat. Well, yeah, but we also said we want to get you know behind the scenes. Let's get it to the two thousands. Yeah, hitting, we made we're it. Eighties hard. Seventies, eighties, nineties. It's tough. I mean that's our wheelhouse a bit, but now yeah, okay, I'm 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 catching up, stepping out. This is how we wind down the first side of the album. I'm sure this came out of vinyl at some point. This song is cannons, but it's not. It, see the cannons like that you fire off. At, those have two ends, or is that one end? What is two? Okay, this is one end. Get as two in, for one. That's what they can, say. Like cannons fire. like. Canonical, like or? canonical, yeah, yeah, cannons, yeah, but it's plural, yeah. Like, Some bitch is fucking with me. It's like stories, yeah. It's heavy. sound that's recorded so you can hear the flap of the heads yes you, know? you hear the whole room but not in an annoying way yeah it feels like a big room it feels like where honestly where you recorded um london bridge need that big high ceiling yeah i think that's why there's so many different um Musicians on this album because he likes sounds. He likes getting right. Those, he putting those put a bunch of together. soundscapes together. That's, yeah. that's why there's such a varying. Uh, they don't all sound. They're not all produced the same way. They're not all the same style, nah. genre. Even sometimes, maybe I don't know. Are we in a post-genre world? I feel like we are. Sure, I'll we're, go. I'll go there. Yeah, um, genre is fluid. It, it's a fluid genre. Yes. It's it's a Zimzer genre. And it feels like this was not a let's get this album out in six weeks and fucking push it. Yeah. Now, the reason he decided to start his own label, which this album comes out on, is because he's not that kind of artist. Admittedly so. He's not going to crank out the album and then the label sells millions of copies. Yes. He knows his wheelhouse and he's kind of happy within that wheelhouse. He's being successful able to make, in it. Yeah, being able to make good music, his music work with other artists and then get as much benefit by starting your own label and doing small productions as possible. Yeah, you only have to sell a quarter as much to make the same money as if you were on a label. Yeah. It, if you're going to do the work, it, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's kind of like that again, yeah, hitting his wheelhouse. Yeah. He's got a motor. He's That's, a motivated guy. It kind of reminds me of Matt Brennan. He's a motivated guy. Motivated guy. Hardest working guy find, in showbiz. Yeah, that finding that wheelhouse, just uh, super talented and stuff. Um, by the way, Matt Brennan does two things. Uh, illustrations that you can order, custom paintings. They're awesome. He's They're got good. an Instagram page and all that stuff, but workhorse. 
Yes. Talented workhorse, you know? He would probably hate the comparison, though, <laughs> considering the music that Matt puts out. It would. He might bristle. I'm going to drop in on this. Some Brian Wilson shit right there. Yeah, yeah, nice. Kind of comes with all that comes with, unfortunately. But you know, I, I think this kind of music, uh, Jeremy's approach, Brian Wilson's approach, it's easy to put a shield up to to let it into a certain degree, uh, you know, a, a, a certain barrier. You're driving by yourself late night and and sink into that song. Don't do it. You, yeah, you just might be having some feels. <laughs> Oh, the feels are yet to come for me on this. Like the second half of this album is nothing but feels. Like this is actually maybe the first time I've sat down in a room and listened to this album with another person present. Okay, All like right. because it's one of those. Like yeah, yeah. I don't need people around while I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I I, I smell it, you know? man. I'm I'm, I'm sensing it. So a if bit. you could leave while I do the second half of this, we'll split rooms as long as we <laughs> keep this window room. open. I'll go in the control room. <laughs> Turn the okay. lights off. Let me just say, I get my mic cord uh, long enough to sit on the couch, though. So. <laughs> we got you. But yeah, that's, that's that's the first half of that record. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Pretty, pretty fucking good, man. You know. I mean, this guy had his... Uh, Sunny Day was on a Batman soundtrack, dude. Was it? So Which I mean, one? So was Clooney? Prince. The one... Kilmer. Uh, <laughs> the one with the Riddler, right? Gilmer had the Riddler. Yeah, that one. That one had a good soundtrack, though. That one had the Kiss Me, Kill Me, Throw Me from U2 on there. And unfortunately, I think there was also like a, uh, who are the who are the uh, punk guys that nobody likes? And they always rip off their songs. Uh, Fly for a White Guy. Oh, uh, boy. Those guys. Yeah, was that Outcast? No. No. Not Outcast. Not uh, uh, the, uh, the fuck you, guy. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. You think I don't know the law? I know the law. There's I don't a, even want to devote any more brain time to thinking who that shitty band yeah, was. Fuck them, man. But, uh, Dude, well, you could cleanse your palate, Chad. You right, can cleanse your palate if, if in 2006 you decided you're going to spend about, eh, you know, 12 bucks. And you're going to go out to the movies and maybe see uh, Medea's family reunion? Maybe not. I've never seen any Medea stuff. Me neither. Got My no mom Medea. loves them. Well, let's see. Christian. Yes. Check. Medea? Your mom? Check. Jeremy Enoch. You think that helps or hurts his music? Mmm. It's a loaded question. It doesn't. It's, I don't know. That's not I think a it yes helps or no. If you, he's like a uh, like a Bono type though about it. Like never too. Uh, he never he never catch him being an asshole about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, he, and that's the kind like I appreciate. Says, says uh, just try to be a good person as much as you can. Right. 
that's kind of Christian that I'm feeling from Jeremy Enoch. I don't know if that made any kind of split in the bands or, or whatever. I don't think I think I, it bugged him out. Bugged him? Yeah. He got it, bugged out? I think he got bugged out over it. Like, it was a real experience for him. He, it was profound, I guess. You know, that's, sometimes that's how that shit hits. Yeah. By the way, by the way, you mentioned last week, at some point, I think when we were just hanging out, that you were reading a lot of the book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole. We oh, can talk man. about it anytime you want. Man. Okay, Nephilim cast <laughs> coming to you soon. Yeah, but it, it may just be just a spinoff book. It's a, it's just like a spinoff. A the, reimagining? A reimagining. <laughs> <laughs> like the Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, fucking John Cena comes out Ooh. with The Marine in 2006. Oh, that's his big break into acting, right? It's his big break into acting. I never saw it. Me neither. Haven't seen it. But what I did see recently is John Cena in Mandarin making an apology recently to the nation of China because at some point recently John Cena referred to Taiwan as its own country and not one of China. Oh, no. Guess who's got a movie coming out? That they're trying to sell real hard in China. No shit, dude. You know the Marine probably was huge in China, dude. (laughs) Huge. Uh, Dude, absolutely. That was exactly the move. And you know what sucks is that that's a thing. And uh, not just the Marine's success, but the the idea that Taiwan is a rad. They invented the word kowtow. Oh, man. Who did? The Chinese. Chinese, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get the fuck down. Yeah. Get the fuck down, dude. Fuck that. Invincible came out, and that's what Marky Mark said. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I thought it was unbreakable. I thought of Unbreakable. Uh, Invincible. Oh, the Philly. George Papali. <laughs> Papali. Or whatever. Frank Papali. George Papadopoulos. Pop- 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 <laughs> when, George when, Papard. When George Papard and, and Michael Papadopoulos adopted Webster. <laughs> Fucking Invincible. My two dads. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a you know, football player. I like that movie. I'm a sucker for every inspirational sports film, though. Sports film, band film. Yeah. It's I'm like, down. I don't care how Let's bad it is. Do it. I don't, I don't <laughs> I've even seen see. them all. Fuck yeah. The Prestige came out. Nice. Killer movie. Big Christian Bale fan. Big Christian Bale fan. Big Wolverine fan. Hugh Jackman was great in that movie. Big David Bowie fan. <laughs> yes. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. You showed that button. Dude, fuck that button. (laughs) I got these damn callous fingers. Yeah, they don't don't conduct. I try to type in four, and it comes up fur almost every single time. You have to start uh, pumicing your fingertips? Oh, the whole fucking body. I got to pumice my spirit. Fucking (laughs) Apocalypto came out. Oh, shit. Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. But... Oh shit, that movie is crazy, man. It's, it's, it's a good movie. It's fun it's to watch. A it's a very good movie. It's wild. I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad yeah. it's a movie. And I'm glad I, you know, listen, I I didn't know at the time he was a such yeah. a, such a penis. Hey. And even now that I know, guess what? There's a lot of directors that were complete peni. There's a lot. Um and I'm not excusing any of that, but fucking Apocalypto is a good ass movie. Yeah. As far as uh, your art and your artist, you got to separate them. Jeremy Enix seems like he seems like he seems like he seems like. Fucking <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy. Jeremy's Jeremy. Um, the Fountain came out. Which oh shit! Another Hugh Jackman fucking classic yeah. for your brain. Darren Aronofsky does not miss. No, 
No, he does not. Shit. I love that movie. Yeah. So this was 2006? 2006. Jesus Christ. Strong strong year strong. for movies, strong year for entertainment. Strong this, year for Hugh Jackman, except I think he did Wolverine Origins that year or two. Still, still <laughs> making bread. Because he was tired from making two awesome movies. He had to make one <laughs> shitty movie. Yeah. And just some cash. Just cement himself as Wolverine. It's going to be True. tough to find another Wolverine that's going to replace Hugh. Obviously, yeah. we all know he's, he's too cut. Timothy Chalamet, too I think, tall. is up for the job. Really? Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine came out. Okay. One of Alan Arkin's best roles Alan ever. Arkin. That's just a good movie. The Departed came out. Uh, microprocesses. Processes. Yeah, wait, you want to go outside and smoke? You, wait, you don't smoke? You're one of the fitness freaks? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant performances by all in that movie. Yeah. Scorsese brings it out of you. He brings it out of you. I think the, that movie's... Almost too Scorsese for me. It really is Scorsese doing Scorsese. It's Scorsese on Scorsese. It, it's, it's Scorsese. It's Scagnetti on Scagnetti. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's why I love it, though. God damn, I love that movie. It's, right. It's it's, it's an indulgent not quite hot shower. Good, it's not quite Goodfellas. <laughs> right. No. But if shit, that is, if you can't get a hold of some Goodfellas, yeah, the part it'll get you there. See, Goodfellas, hundred percent. Yeah. Casino. We were like, okay, this is a good, this is a good 85, 90, maybe it's too long, maybe, I don't know, but it's like, I, I still like this, this is a yeah. good hot tub. Maybe I don't like everybody in the hot tub, but I'm still in the hot tub, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, Departed is like, I'm in the hot tub with everybody I want to be in the hot tub, but I'm actually not sure if this is the best crew to be in a hot tub together with. Oh my God, I don't think there's a better crew in a hot tub than Jack Nicholson and Scorsese. I don't think it took that long to make that happen. Good call. Dude, that's a sweet. That's a sweet. That's a I'm tired of Leonardo DiCaprio playing Irish people, though. That's fucking cultural appropriation. Yeah, you got away with it in the gangs in New York. You and you know you yeah, can't even think many. you're cute. One too many, Leo. Not, yeah, one too many. And speaking of one too many in the in the movie Children of Men, which is one of my favorite, oh. we finally got one more baby after women couldn't have any more babies. Yeah. What's that guy's of the name? Future. Clive. Clive Owens. He also did Inside Man this year, too. Clive Owens is having a, uh, he's having an undercover year. Yeah. Um, and I'm a huge fan of him in the King Arthur reimagination. Uh, anyway, as far as reimagining things, what we can't forget is the world events of 2006. Seems like this is going to seem, I'm just going to make a prediction. Yeah. This is 15 years ago. It's not okay, quite that's a not prediction. a prediction, but my <laughs> prediction is our reactions are going to feel like this is going to feel like shit that was like five years ago. 100%. Yeah. This is going to feel fresh. <laughs> God damn it. You know what, Jared? Don't be scared after all of those scared. current events because we got some top, top, top hits going on in 2006. Mm. What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> do we, though? <laughs> well, I've see. seen the chart. All right, tell me well, the chart. Well, this charts. is not a good start, man. Number 10, it's Nickelback. Yeah. Far away. And it feels like Nickelback is far away these days. Didn't they I feel like photograph. They were like, look, look at this photograph. It's totally far look, away. Keep it up my ass. Yeah. Fuck, it's a song about guys. getting old and needing readers, dude. How yeah. do you not associate with this? Yeah. They were prophets, too. Yeah. Who came after Nickelback and number nine. <laughs> Sir Al Yankovic. Weird Albert Yankovic. At number nine. Hard worker. He's a Scorsese of fucking comedy songs. Keeping it white and nerdy in 2006. That was a big one for him. Yeah, good on you, buddy. Uh, Number eight, 
Jojo. And I thought this was like Jojo from like Casey and Jojo, but apparently not. It's some white lady. Too Little, Too Late is the name of this song. Uh, this is on its way up the charts, though. So what do I know? Good honor for being on the charts, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the song, but I've never you know, been doing the work. Well, the work positive in here. Number up. seven. This one's heading. Up. This one's headed up the charts. Here, he's got some upward momentum. Seven and climbing. Jibs. What? It's a rapper. Song is called Chain so Hang Low. The, boat. the Chain Hang Low. Okay, picture two thousand six. Oh, okay. Chain okay. Hang Low. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. ringtone rap. You ever get this into is the wearing apex. that chain? A chain? Did you do that shit? No, I had a like when I went to the MC Hammer concert in 1989. Yeah, I had like a fake, uh, had like a fake chain. Okay, I had a, I had a plated string. chain. String. It was it was, it it was a good, it was it was a good a quarter inch rope, you know. <laughs> I had a fucking no one was gonna mistake. tied in one end, so it was pretty legit. No one was gonna mistake me for Run DMC, but it was solid. I know, you know, I contemplated it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of a fucking slave to fashion. I, I see what's going on. I had a goatee, fucking flavor saver. <laughs> That's um, the, uh, never had that an eyebrow too. ring. Never had the chain. Not that they go hand in hand, but they have. Never Which, had the fat pants either, though. I was the Jenkos. Yeah, the big old oh, corduroys. Yeah, no, 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 no. Corduroys that are like a like a half inch thick. Got twenty straps on them. Corduroys that the Hulk could pull off. Yeah, you could be wearing moon boots under there. Who knows? Yeah, you, nobody knew what kind of kickflip you did. <laughs> like I don't know. I saw you. <laughs> he didn't have a skateboard. And I, and He's you... just like Michael Winslow making skateboard sounds. <laughs> Fake boarding. <laughs> it's the shit he had to look out for in two thousand six. You're not skateboarding. You're mistake boarding. Get out of here with your fat pants. Oh, never man. had the chain. What else came up? This ain't getting any better, Chris. Snow Patrol number six, chasing cars. Oh, Isn't that's that a song ju- about a dog. Is it? Or is yeah, it the one where he just dog. wants to lay here? And won't you lie with me and we'll just lay here and I'm, keep laying? Nope, nope. I'm pretty sure it's, it's about one. he had a dog that wouldn't lie down and uh, wanted to keep see, playing. You know, I don't listen to the lyrics, you know? Running into traffic. Who hasn't seen that, though? But it, it's a common theme. Just like all the tragedy that happens in 2006, it's nothing new. It's a common theme. Your dog running into traffic, chasing cars. It's, you know, who hasn't wanted to write a song about that? Completely. Number five on their way down the charts, but God, I remember this fucking song. The Fray, How to Save a Life. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Boy, that it. takes me back a little bit. Yeah, that's a that's a snapshot right there yeah. uh, of some very boring milk toast music. Probably, I'm not going to say the last time I ever think about that, but maybe twice before I die, I might think about that song. <laughs> I might think about The Fray. Might spare a, a spare moment in your dying. Good on for the you. Getting on the charts, though. They're on the charts. Well done, folks. Who? What do we know? Akon, featuring Eminem, smack that. I don't. I'm not recalling that song right off the bat, but it seems like something I would probably recognize if I you played like it for me. Feel like this is the first time I've thought about that, and so it could know, be the last time. So I know about Akon, and I know about Eminem, and for some reason that it makes me feel young, even though this is 15 years ago. Yes. <laughs> like, I know who Akon is. I'm hip. Yeah, 15 years ago. <laughs> well, nobody knows who Akon is. Akon came out with this song, and in f- and in three years, we were going to start a podcast. Yeah, about, that's right. Think about that. That's right. Ugh, here we go. We're just getting into the depths here. Um, Lips of an Angel by Hinder. What? Hinder. I don't know any of this but shit, dude. What on the, the fuck is going Harsh. on? Harsh. <laughs> This is this is what we're talking about. This is active rock. 
Ugh. This is, uh, ugh. It, was a, it was a dark time. What are you well, going to do? I'm kind of feeling Jeremy a little bit because he's putting out some genuine shit, man. He's putting out right? some it's true grain effort, for sure. Not, not saying any of that's easy to pull off. You're on the charts. You're doing all right. But, you know, there's something to be said for that grassroots that's, uh, uh, but fuck him. Yeah, fuck Number him, fuck two. Him. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Ludicrous. With Pharrell. Okay. Another money team maker. Up. Money maker. Money maker. That's a that's a team up right there. I like Pharrell and I like Ludacris. I recently just rediscovered how much I th- I've forgotten that I love Ludacris. Yeah. Uh number one. <laughs> that's fucked up. Justin Timberlake is bringing sexy back. If that doesn't put this right oh, into wow. like when and where. That's it. Remember, he kind of owns. Yeah. 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 Timberland. That's a that's a good combo. Timberland, Timberlake. That's yeah. That's a that's a working combination. Let's get into the second half. Yeah. Of this rolling. record. This is Damien Dreams. And uh, oh, I gotta turn this up a little bit. We're gonna hear that tortured like howl, like the hollering. The hollering begins start, on this yeah, song. This is where he gets thus into the beginneth hollering. the hollering. Damien Dreams. You know, I feel like he's a tone chaser, and I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. He likes that studio as an instrument. Hearing all now time will tell. A lot of people would have overdid that guitar opening. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Scars can show me now if I've gone astray. Promise me you'll be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't sound good. <laughs> Doesn't sound like good shit is on the way. No, it's yeah, ominous. This kind of reminds me of Damien and uh, the Good, the Bad, the Queen, and it's mm-hmm. some characteristic to Jeremy Enoch's music it's it's singer songwriter and in the best way storyteller he's got some sort of narration some scene in his head and he's trying to in almost in an abstract way at times but like yeah for sure paint the highlights paint the shadows let you fill in the midtones excuse me a little more fun that way though isn't it yeah it is it's an appreciation, you know? Right. Because you could tell he can write a good pop song, but he's not trying to default to writing a pop song track after track. Right. Total disciple of Lennon and McCartney, though. Yeah. In those melodies and some of this arrangement. Dude, those drums coming in right there. They're just the big... Doom, yeah, oh, boom, shit. Doom, some Tom hits comes and the stuff. Hollering. Yeah, this is part of the White Album right there, that drum track. Tiffany Drummond for a session or something, you know, you can, 
with all of the different artists on this, you can tell even if it's not full of sound, it's it's uh, of instrumentation. It's a full body delivery. He yeah, really likes that. Uh, He's getting heavy like Stravinsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Without getting crowded. Yeah, that's tough, man. Like Chopin you know, could get heavy. It's almost like anti Walla sound. You know, like a response to some of the Butch Vig sort of mixing techniques, but still understanding that Butch Vig pulled that shit off and made <laughs> a clear wall of sound. He's used, you know, he's kind of like, uh, you know. It's just not that dense. You can see through it. You can feel the walls, like yeah. you mentioned about the drums. Like you can hear the room. Right, thick but not dense. Something right. like that. It's like you couldn't, and I love garbage. But that's a whole different uh, kind of like you. Do, you can't hear the room in a garbage record, right? Right. That could have been, and probably was, just because of the caliber of like producers that are in that. Like, there's several sick producers in that band that probably recorded in hotel rooms, closets, bedrooms. Right. <laughs> they might have went and cut the vocals somewhere nice, maybe. Right. But you, you I, I like what you said there, man. You, you feel like the room in all of the different instrumentation on this album. Yeah not so compressed you know right and this was kind of like the height of the compression wars that were going on too is when uh, metallica did laid that big fat turd death magnetic and they just squoze the fuck out of it yeah which apologies for last week's episode i accidentally squoze the fuck out of the uh, tracks irretrievably and it's it's a little it's a little i'm sorry who which one was that was that chardet chardet yeah i love that i love that you put an r in that I, that's, I try not to sometimes, but it just comes out natural. Does it sound natural? Yeah. But uh, she did an interview, by the way, where she called out people saying from America's Chardet. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I wanted to pull the clip, but you know, whatever. I thought, Blame the MTV DJs, I yeah. say. It's Martha Quinn's fault. Oh, yeah. He squeezes in a few songs about love on this record. Jeremy and orchestra. Right. Good fuck around. And His just... own label, <laughs> orchestra, a little bit of cash. He's wilding. He's wilding right now. <laughs> what he does uh, is something that a lot of my favorite visual artists do, too. It, um, and it's throw fundraisers or do projects to get money together to do your next project. Sure. You know, it's easy nowadays or at least it's an easy model to subscribe to with a, a Patreon or a Kickstarter mm-hmm. or some sort of funding campaign. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that model. It's just changed a little bit as the digital age came about, you know? Right. Uh, I was reading that he's got those kind of accounts in place. Like, hey, help me make some more music. His last couple records, yeah, have been completely yeah. done that way, I believe. It's like uh, Radiohead in reverse. Pay me ahead of time. Right, <laughs> Get right. Get the record. Well, they Pay what you want ahead of time or whatever. You think he likes Radiohead? Oh, I don't, wow. You'd like to think so. I'm trying to say it in support of the tunes are solid. You mm-hmm. know, there's however sparse or... Um, He'll get some of those uh, sideways melodies that Tom can, can wiggle into, too. Yeah. He's got a clean voice. He doesn't put crazy character into his voice. He's not relying it's on any kind of... a little bit of an English accent when he sings. There's a... that it. I think it goes with the high pitch. Yeah. How now, You get up and the, the nasal just makes it that way, right? Yeah, because yeah. you, you drone it for a little bit and you're right into Beatles territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Billy Joe... Joe Billy Joe syndrome. Oh God, yeah. I mean, that was he's the most blatant. He's the or, most no, blatant. no, no, no. It's the guy from Rancid is the most blatant. Yeah, that's that yeah, Berkeley yeah. English accent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit is yeah. rough. Uh, I kept the dick, by the way. I have that dick still. <laughs> still. Yeah. Dare a smile. <laughs> that's the name of this next song. This one's this one maybe a little cheeky. I don't know if you can be sad and cheeky at the same time. Oh yeah. The rainbow connection. <laughs> Just might be, dude. I like how he carried that across that mandolin left to right. It's nice. That's some studio fun. On my hand, heaven help the lords of my redemption. Yeah, I mean, he might have listened to a little bit of yes. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's thoroughly in the pocket where he doesn't have to rhyme. He's right. He's in the zone. band drum in the back he recorded the in the big, stairwell yeah dude got the energizer bunny back there <laughs> smacking it he had a guy in timberlake in a bunny suit dude, that was around the time timberlake was running around in a bunny suit playing with the flaming <laughs> lips bass with the flaming lips strange times dude i don't know this is right around the time maker was breaking up yeah we couldn't compete no nah. <laughs> <laughs> we If this is what we're up against, you never had a chance, man. Of lords, still my devotion. 
a very wall progression. And the way his voice can get chaotic like so Roger Waters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to me. Yeah, to me. <laughs> He's got a little Roger Waters in him, maybe. I never thought about that before. I think that might be the short circuit to, um, to me uh, digging this. There's something about his voice that, that I couldn't put my finger on. And the Roger Waters... Oh my God! You heard that too? Dude, that's like a Pittsburgh way to say it. That's not even fucking New York. What kind of Roger Waters? Good luck double with his snort. career. You the, double snort, man. the rarely seen word. Oh fuck me! Now there's a, there's something to it. Like I could see you either being totally annoyed by <laughs> yeah, yeah. every part of this, sure, or you you, you dig it. Yeah. I can see it. I've, I I'm coming it. around, man. You, I understand you, it. From what from what bits you played um, that you like of his, and then that you thought were influenced by or taken, you know, he took from. I have taken my share from this guy, so uh, you know. Yeah, I respect that. You know, I respect the red thread. <laughs> That's right. The yarn. I'm. I gotta go back to uh, Joanne's and get some more. By the way, thanks for. Oh, we're me. running low, dude. We're yeah. connecting dots. Bro. Oh my god This is the emotional low point of the album right here Like this Because it was song. getting a little bit too quick for me That was Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> it was, Well was it felt almost trouble. whimsical with that with that uh, last one like, It was it some Willy been, Wonka going on there Yeah I saw little old cartoon bluebirds flying around and shit Yeah yeah uh, some weird Maria was running through the hills swinging her guitar case Like yeah. it was Yeah is it rotoscope? Is yeah. it just pure animation? Fuck all that with this next song. All right. Jesus. Again, yeah, yeah. underwear, yeah, underwear and like a button-down short-sleeve shirt that's open for some reason. Wet hair, yeah, wet hair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
bloody knuckle and mud on your hands. Right. The layer. Oh, the, the fucking baseline, though. Like, he picks his spots, but dude's getting with it. So, uh, bass seems to be serving this album as a scaffolding, you know. Um. See, this is where it gets into Peter Gabriel territory. Oh, shit. And I think, I think... Another Jeremy. guy's got a crazy voice like that that can just gets weird at, at the drop of a hat. Yeah, and there's here's some Salisbury Hill kind of backward background horn progressions going on. Here's Peter Gabriel could sing this song completely, completely. <laughs> Don't give up. Right? You know. Wow. Wow, nice. Yeah, I never thought about that. I'm not mad at it either. I no. like it. I appreciate it. It's in that lineage. I feel like I listen to some of the same shit this guy listens to. <laughs> You're probably right. You know? I can see him being into... Well, we already know he's into early Genesis. He proved that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right there. Yes. It was there right under our nose the whole time. By the way, is there a Phil Collins documentary? Or is there any way that we could do a Phil Collins do a documentary? for a Phil Collins like, documentary. Can we get first dibs on that or something, man? Fucking, I want to know. I want to know more. I think you could use the cash right now. Goo <laughs> Goo Dolls, dream on with your strings, man. Get the fuck out of here. That's not how you do it. Yeah, these guys, uh, or uh, this album, you could pick about three songs off this album to have uh, in a Meg Ryan film. <laughs> Completely, and and better than the Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo what is it? Jesus Christ! Water. <laughs> I don't know how these accents come out, Jared, in this room. You've been watching Mary Easttown or something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> how are you going to end this one, Jared? How do you put a bow on this guy? I don't see a real upbeat culture club kind of like Church of the Poison. Mind. He's not going to tumble for you. He's, I don't think so. I don't think so. But this is burn. Jerry Lee Lewis, this guy. <laughs> Play the roots. <laughs> Root note, kid. Settle real good on this one. I, I like he's starting it. there. You know, he'll he'll yeah. go there, and it's like he's 
right out the gate. He's it's fucking right out the doing gate, it. dude. Where do you go from there? I'm going to say double it. <laughs> like, geez. I'm getting strong Peter Gabriel again here. I'm feeling. Okay, but you just said marmalade right there, and that kind of bums me out. Like, marmalade! I, that's just one of those words, like when, uh, like when the, yeah. what's his name, sang placenta and lightning crashes. Yeah, I don't, lightning crashes. Marmalade and placenta, that's... Some words shouldn't be sung. Ointment. Yeah, yeah no. You don't want to sing. Don't do it. And your ointment in the closet. Yeah, not... Just, you know, there you go. I found the one flaw in this album. One word. One word on this album rubs me wrong. He, he makes strong vocabulary choices. Big swings. Yeah, big swings, meaningful swings. Yeah, here we're getting all epic again. Yeah, you can't you can't have rolling toms without meaningful <laughs> vocabulary <laughs> swings. Yeah. The strings on the, yeah. Strong move, toms and strings. Swing into the the sea chanty. He likes that three quarter time, yeah. doesn't he? A lot of yeah, a lot of uh, sunny day songs are three four two. Yeah, a lot of what's three gonna, four two. That's an even more complex time pleasure. He played three twerk twice. It's like really playing time. like you're playing twelve three. You know, it's the strong move. It's a strong move for what will become like Chevelle and <laughs> Chevelle got some mileage out the three four. Out the three four, um, three four became the default to making something heavy because it's catchy at a slow pace, slow BPM. You can make, 4-4 is tough to make catchy at slow BPM because it just feels lagging. Yeah, but you, you know? take, that, that, take out that extra beat. Take out that, you got room to take out that extra beat. <laughs> and so you hit that 3-4 and you can have any sort of catch-up drums like right. catching up to the beach. Boom, boom, ba-ka, boom, 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 ba-ka. You know, right. like trying to find it. Um, or you can do the straight up this. Right, just rock steady three Let four. it go. I'll be here for you the whole way through. However dangerous the seas get. Oh, those seas sound like they're. I mean, those toms would tell me the seas are getting rough. They're getting rough. And he said rejoice and regret back to back. So, misty skies. It won't last. Yeah, it's getting mad, Peter Gabriel, right here. I think he's missing an opportunity to have a bell, quite honestly. <laughs> he used up his bells already on this album. Isn't that the problem with yeah. the bell? He'll get one bell. I a tambourine back there there's a tambourine yeah it <laughs> may be the, on the hi-hat stand just the impression of a tamper tambourine it's, it's, back there they had a tambourine when they recorded this I, I read earlier today they had a tambourine in the building next door you and can it, hear it's the like, reverberations yeah it's they like just like mic'd making, it right. just, they, we just we want the feel of a tambourine near here yeah they they use the uh, yeah that's what they use on the pet sounds it's like a craft cocktail like <laughs> did i want your hands to have touched sage before you make my manhattan yeah this is the level of artistry we're dealing with let's write out the last few seconds of this album with them
Yeah, that feels like the record's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's a proper it, dismount. I, I think it's a good one time through record. I think it sounds great. Thanks for opening me up a little bit to this guy's music because I just had to tolerate every time you said it, <laughs> and I had no I, no reference. I couldn't name you a Sunny Day Real Estate song right now, yeah. though I know I've heard him. Sure. And listening to this album makes me feel like some of the songs that I can't put my finger on once I discover, we'll have those those same echoes. About, yeah. Oh, that's where that that's red yarn the went. One, uh, yes, the red yarn starts falling into place. And that's what I'm liking about this dude. It's all, it's all, it's all connected. Are we See going it? down the emo rabbit hole, Chris? What's that? Are we going down the emo rabbit hole? I don't know if we can sustain it, but maybe we don't solve that mystery on this episode. Hey. Red yarn on the next episode. Never. Smoke weed every Never. day.